What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing? Dude, we're back. We are back. Yes, thank you to everybody. Sorry, look, man, me and Schubert both were out for Mardi Gras. I I, I don't want to say it, like, because he thought I threw him under the bus on the Bros Who Think podcast. Not doing that. No, man, I was out in New Orleans getting drunk. Schubert's out with his girl getting drunk. <laughs> we just fucked up, you guys. Like, we just got to be honest with y'all. But we're back. I'm, this is the first time, Schubert, I've ever potted hungover, but, like, got the bang energy drink going. I'm zooming. I'm ready to talk some damn movies. But I got it. Look, Schubert, it's on my heart and it's on my mind because, like, man, 2020 has been crazy. And if this guy were to meet his end, I would be so sad. I just got to give Drake his props, man. Drake's a goat. Like, I'm just saying that on every pod I go, I go on this week. <laughs> That Drake is the goat, and I'm giving him his flowers while he's alive, bro. Because I will cry. I will cry turtle tears when that man passes away. This man's 30 years old. Look, bro, can't can't take anything. Can't can't take anything for granted, man. Shit's crazy in 2020. We might all pop out. We all might die from corona. <laughs> shit, shit is wild in the world, bro. Like I gotta, I just gotta, I just gotta tell everybody I love them while I do. While I, while I got the shot. <laughs> Make sure you tell all, all your favorite celebrities that you love, listeners. <laughs> I'm only telling Drake because he's a man. <laughs> oh, but but yo, no, man, in terms of movies, man, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, man, the coronavirus is a good time to curl up and watch a movie. No, I'm kidding. But anyway. <laughs> but no, it, I've been watching a lot of stuff recently, and it's been a fun time, uh, you know, being done with Mardi Gras and coming off our long hangovers and relaxing and there's been some good stuff on tv a lot of good reality stuff i'm ready for the the bachelor to finish up love is blind finished up that stuff was love wild. Is blind. yeah i mean love is blind those people were insane mm-hmm. i didn't yeah. get it didn't get it how you gonna the, marry those people and then this week's the bachelor women tell all and all those women are insane and you find out the new bachelorette so well, good time. It's some it's some good times in reality TV, but now we're getting into a good movie cycle here in March. We got two cool movies coming out this week. Uh, one of them being the Ben Affleck movie that we've been talking about on the pod for a while, The Way Back. So if you get a chance to check that out, uh, go for it. And um, yeah, we're getting real close to uh, some Bond. To Bond. What what was it like? Two weeks now. I think I think Bond comes out at the first week of April. Okay, so yeah, four more so, weeks. Yeah, we got some time, but yeah, man, we gotta talk hunters today. We gotta talk. Uh, what's up with Star Wars? And like, I gotta give my take, man. I'm and just, Disney, in general. And, yeah, and Disney. And then like, we were out, but the Batman, like, we we saw his suit, man. It's out. Like, it's no, it's no, it's no bull job anymore. We and saw all of it. our friends are haters. Yeah, they are. It's, it's okay, but we'll <laughs> we'll we'll get to we'll get to all of that because like I'm I've I've sat on it. I've talked to multiple people, and I have my thoughts ready to go. All right. Well, I'm ready to go. What about you? Yeah, man. Whenever you're ready, start us on up. All right. So let's get started. Um, so with Star Wars, let's do the novelization thing first and get that out of the way. So you had you heard the, the news about the novelization. You had issues. What was it? Yeah, man, it's like, okay, so in the novelization, they're expanding on things. It was like, that Palpatine we saw as a clone, and it's just like, bro, like, why can't you tell us that in the movies? Like, I'm so fed up with 
this Kathleen Kennedy run Star Wars nonsense. It's just like, I don't, I don't know, man. I have no faith in Star Wars at this point. Like, none. I don't know, man. There's nothing I even pay attention to. <laughs> and you're the Star Wars fan. Well, I mean, it's just a novelization of a movie. Like, I, the movie is the movie. I don't care what what's in the book. Um, the um, When it comes to the books, it's all about uh, what they're doing with, with their new novel run, like, now, uh, with the new news and stuff like that. I'm not worried about what they say in some book. I mean, the movie's the movie. Okay, so what's up with this High Republic stuff? Because I have no idea what's going on with that. I just Well, this is just like the new phase that they want to talk about. It pretty much sounds like it's going to be a little bit like the Old Republic. To me, it sounds more like a medieval Star Wars, Knights of the Round Table, Jedi kind of stuff. Um, The rumor is that you could see a younger Yoda. I think it's in a time period where he would kind of be around. So I don't think it's like Old Republic stuff. Like, I don't think it's like Darth Revan and all that. I think that happened still before. Um, but what they're doing first is this is going to be the characters established from the book series and the novel and the comics. I think they're going to use that as kind of like grounds to figure out what they're doing in the future. I think they're mm. just going to take their time with what they're going to come with. They're going to put together movie wise and all that and just kind of use this as the driving force. But it's something that they've already been working on. And I think this is kind of a good thing to kind of set a new era and let the writers come up with it first and then they kind of see what you want to breathe life into and put on to put on the screen, whether it be on TV or a movie. I so think before right I get I, movie and TV, I'm going to have like books and games. Well, I don't even think it's necessarily for anyone who's that much of a casual Star Wars fan. I think this is more for the deep dive of the main fans because they're mm-hmm. the ones who are going to read the books. But I think it's going to be something that will build that new foundation for the lore of this era that uh-huh. could be that they can pull from. So this is just stuff that they'll be able to pull from. It's not really anything that, you know, for people who are, are more interested in what Star Wars is putting to screen – um, the movie comes with DVD, I think, this month, and then you get Mandalorian in the fall and Cassidy Andor next. I mean, that's really all that's going on with that. Well, they, I, th- I don't, I don't think any of this is going to be a big deal for another four or five years. Didn't they? Uh, didn't they announce that a, a director or something was coming? Uh, I think it was a black guy, and I was like, oh, all right, cool, cool, cool. For High Republic. No, 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 not for how it was just like a, a random announcement in the middle of the week during Mardi Gras about this guy being in a I'm trying to find is he, is he gonna be a Mandalorian? No, 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 it's like a movie uh, that did announce like James Mangold is gonna be one of the directors, for Mandalorian. and he, he he debunked it. He was like, Yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's gonna be a movie. What's this guy's name? Uh, hold on, I'm trying to find it real quick while we while, while, while we uh discuss this, but. So but are yeah, you, so are the you Jedi Republic is, sounds pretty cool since it's going to be like a, like I said, the medieval kind of deal. It's going to be very Jedi heavy, um, but they do say that there's going to be its own sh- mix of scoundrels and and all of that. I think it's going to be. It's hard to say anything in Star Wars is primitive because it's all very highly technological. So I don't really know if that's a good way to put it, uh, but it's it's going to be way more in invested in the Jedi being the peacekeepers of the galaxy, something that you never really get to see in any of the actual Star Wars stuff because there's always some kind of overarching conflict. 
So, okay, uh, cool, cool, cool. Oh, so I, mean, I found it. It's going to be J.D. Dillard in, is the director, and Luke Cage writer Matt Owens, according to The Hollywood Reporter, are in the works of making a new Star Wars movie. It's unclear whether this Star Wars film will be a theatrical release or a Disney Plus movie, but yeah. So. The Disney Plus movie would be interesting. I'd, I'd watch it, you know, I'd see what's up. But yeah, it's the dude who made Slight and the guy who wrote Luke Cage. So we'll see what they can do. Hopefully it's hopefully it's fire. I wonder if this is going to be High Republic, Old Republic, whatever the hell this is going to be. But Well, since it's not the huge, like, since it hasn't really made waves, I doubt that it's going to be something that happens soon. Mm, okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to see what you thought. That was just some some slight news that that was popping off, so... Word up, word. Well, that's all I got on the Star Wars stuff. I just wanted to see what you thought about thought about all that High Republic stuff. Well, yeah, and I don't think that, and I think the next bit of news with Bob Iger being out at Disney, big shocker. I, um, and the Parks guy now being in charge of the whole thing. I think you know maybe Star Wars is going to be pushed to more of a Parks and Disney Plus kind of thing just for a little while, and let them build out the lore in the books, mm. which is really nothing to do with like Disney and and anything like that. It's just the book, the book group, Pablo yeah. Hidalgo, Claudia Gray. And the thing is, he his contract ran out at the end of twenty twenty. He's staying till twenty. I mean, till twenty twenty one. It's just he's leaving. Like he just let it. Like, he's trying to do the transition now. I don't think he's a big deal. Uh, just I, it was kind of crazy. Like one day we're just like, oh yeah, you know, now this new dude's CEO of Disney. But I mean, it's just you know, you've. It's almost like uh, I don't know how being the coach for a really long time and then that coach is like yeah i'm gonna retire like let's say like uh when greg popovich finally retires it's like oh well now, now what do we do mm. is it gonna be the same and see people thought it was abrupt but he was like we've been doing talking about this for a while we just haven't been talking about it publicly and it's not in like in his his successor like i said won't take the reins until 2022 they're just starting the transition now i mean i get it like Bob Iger's probably like, bro, I'm not trying to do this forever. Might as well go out on top. Like, you developed Marvel. Yes, yeah, Star Wars isn't at the top where it was, but you still made $3 billion films And when it comes yeah. to Star Wars. I think this might mean, I, I, now look, Chappick might be like, yo, getting rid of Kathleen. Maybe. Probably. Pro- possibly. We shall see. But ho- And that can make sense. I why still think we're Kathleen's getting-, getting rid of Kathleen. I think she's just going to quit. And honestly, that makes sense why they're doing this whole High Republic stuff. Build it out till 2022 until Chappick steps in. We get the new management in there, and then, boom, we're off and running. Yeah, so that's that's the changes at Disney. So we'll see what happens with all that. shouldn't be too much to worry about, but that's all you got stuff on to that? keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have too much on that. Word, word. Well, let's, uh, let's jump to the, to the Batman, brother. Oh, Shubes, man, look. Bro, I have, I, like, these past couple of days, I've been just recuperating from the whole just Batman exhilaration. I, and low-key, I've still been checking for leaks every day. But I like the suit. I do. I, and then, But the other day, I saw that the, the, the armbands are straps. And it's crazy how they made them look like blades. But they're actually straps. And it looks like under his wrist, he has something to put those darts in to shoot. Only thing I don't like is the darts. I just got to see how the darts are utilized in in the movie. But I mean, look, bro, the suit looks good. I ain't hating. Yeah, I think it looks fine. Um, the uh, what? Do people have issues with, like the the helmet on the motorcycle or whatever? Like his his cow. His, I, I don't know. I didn't really understand any of the criticisms. But I was like, I mean, this looks pretty cool, and it really does look like this suit is put together 
uh abruptly abruptly like, like yeah. not professionally like it's not like how in the batman uh you know the what do you call it uh, christopher nolan batmans where lucius fox made everything for him it's more of like very pieced yeah. together yeah bruce wayne so i think and that's I, really more interesting i wouldn't be surprised if we get a new suit at the end of the movie Sure, why not? But like, I th- but I think that it's cool that we'd see the the kind of bare bones thing for a while. Yeah, I dig it, man. I'm I'm into it. I mean, we got to look at Selena Kyle's stunt double. I'm I'm assuming in that uh in that pick with the motorcycle, his motorcycle does look a little plain, but I'm sure CGI'll spruce that up. I'm, I, That's I'm, probably true. That's probably true. A lot of the things that we are seeing that do look bare bones are probably because it's not touched with movie magic yet. Yeah, they're gonna touch all that up, but I dig it, man. I'm I'm a fan, and hopefully, I know people are like, are those goggle eyes, uh, for CGI white eyes? Low key, I thought those goggles were just so the stunt, so the stunt uh driver could see in the rain. Cause if people didn't realize <laughs> they were filming this in the fucking rain, and he had to drive a motorcycle, like that was probably just so he could see. That's probably so. Like, I'm. What? What is wrong with you people out there? Like, I don't think that's gonna be his his white eyes. Those things look too huge. Yeah, it could have even been something that was designed for that, like some kind of something that he uses. Yeah, like some some bat, uh, you know, driving some just some just like his bat helmet for the motorcycle. For sure. So I'm not I'm not tripping on any of this, but I, I we did get a question from uh Queeby on uh Twitter. Queeby asked me on Twitter. He was like, "Yo, um." He was he basically said, let me pull it up because I don't want to butcher his words, but I thought it was a good question. But basically what he had said was, do you think the Joker should be in this trilogy? Basically, he he, th- he was asking, he was like, he thought Willem Dafoe was perfect for the next Joker because he saw something on Snapchat talking about it. He's like, what do, you, what do you guys think? And do you think Joker should be in this trilogy? My whole thing with this is, bro. I'm not trying to see Joker at least until movie three, like if at all. Yeah, I think it would be something that'd be a buildup, but I don't think Willem Dafoe would be the guy. I think at this point it'd probably be someone who's a little bit younger. You gotta match eight. Okay, for and, and I said and I tweeted this at him. I think there are specific Batman characters that are that have to be aged accordingly to Bruce Wayne. At least in my opinion, I think it has to be Harvey Dent, Joker, and then. If you have a talent, if you have a hush, those types of people. Penguin can range in age. Uh, Mr. Freeze can range in age. I also think Poison Ivy and Catwoman have to be around his age as well. I don't think they can be older or younger. I think it has to be they're in that same boat with Joker and Two-Face. But Riddler can either be his age or older. I'm okay with both. And we kind of see in this one it's closer to his age. So, I mean, that's just how I feel about Joker. Or even younger. Yeah, I mean, or even your in some iterations, you know, Enigma is like a uh, you know, an employee of Wayne, so I mean, could be a young younger man. Yeah, so that that's that's how I feel about it. I'm not I'm not big in the Joker being in this at any time soon, especially since Joaquin. Man, we got to let it rest. Yeah, yeah, I think that we're not really looking for the Joker right now. I could see it being teased possibly, but I mean, like the whole Jared. Leto being, you know, such a, a pouty baby about it earlier. Like, we just don't want to deal with all that at the moment. Um, it just needs to get so so far away from all the other Joker stuff. Like like you said, with what with the Joaquin did this year, that it, none of it's 
you can't be like, oh, what are we supposed to, which joker are we supposed to get? It's You should already be ready to go with a, a brand new iteration, not expecting to see one of the older ones. And my thing is, you got to let Matt Reeves do it how he wants. So, like, if he wants a joker, I'm cool with it. But, like, I know he's going to want his own one. So that's the thing. Like, you got to let some time pass. But I want to ask you, rumor has it, that they are they have cast or they're looking to cast a circus in the batman now being a batman fan i want to ask you how do you feel about that and so you, and, and what that means for the movie so you think they want to put a, a flying grace and deal in there that's what it, that's all indications that i'm getting um well i guess it would work around that time frame it would definitely be young robin I, I'm thinking into the movie, about, like movie, movie, talking about like 12, 13 year old guy, huh? Yeah, maybe, maybe 15, 14, something like that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was 15, 14, anywhere between there. But I'm thinking this is like either post credit, last scene of the movie. Batman and Selena Kyle are chilling. They're going to like, or maybe not even Selena Kyle, but I'm assuming it's her. They're going to the circus, and we see a young Dick Grayson's parents just get fall out of the sky and he's just traumatized and that's how the movie ends if the movie ended like that or if that was the post credit scene i'd lose my shit i feel like it would be part of the ending like let's say that the villain is at the circus or whatever and he somehow has to has something to do with that happening and you know of course little dick grayson would probably be like trying it's usually there's always some sort of vengeance angle for him that he gets wrapped up in with batman and so I feel like he'll somehow uh, find something that Batman doesn't and get to them first. And, you know, Batman eventually has to, like, settle that. But I don't know. Ooh, you think that's all happening in this one? See, I'm thinking it's like he... I, I mean, it would have I, I to. If, if, because, like, if you just do it as, like, a one-off end credit scene, it doesn't really... And then you give us a movie later on that it kind of explains them having done something down the road that we never really understood, like, how they got together. Which maybe I'm you don't want to tell, but th- that's that's my thought. Like you, you, you do the after credit scene with him. Movie two, Robin is established, but you see flashbacks of like them training and like you, you see flashbacks of them like coming together. That way, you don't have to have necessarily a kid. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you can have someone like maybe this is like two, two, a year or two after Batman and him got together. Yeah, well, I mean that's what it would, the second movie would probably be probably be but that's what i'm saying like you have to figure out what how you're gonna introduce that character but it would, it, i'm just surprised that we haven't heard anything about that until now uh, they're keeping that under i mean look and also let me say this warner brothers ha- is keeping so much stuff under wraps because they leaked of a, a a pick of basically a murder victim that Batman solving homie had his, it looked crazy. It looked like some seven shit. Like dude was all wrapped up like hush, but instead of having his face shown, he had like words written on his face. Like I'm here to, I'm going to get you Batman or some shit like that. And the dude was all bloodied up on his chest. Like that looked amazing. And Warner brothers took that shit down quick. I only saw it cause it was on Reddit, but yo, like I'm so excited for this movie. It, everything I'm getting, it's seven ish. It's fucking usual suspects. It's a straight up murder mystery. So I'm in it. Well, all right. Yeah. So that's definitely all the Batman stuff we let Lyndon do is, you know, Batman uh, hype every yep. week. 
I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it going. You know, there's there's yeah. leaks. There's You're leaks always leak. Oh, there's always leaks. I guess. I, you know, you need to send me this stuff quicker, man. I want to see that. Shit's crazy, bro. Like, I'm out here. You gotta. You just gotta be out. Just be vigilant, cause Warner Brothers taking shit down every day. <laughs> like, you gotta be uh, vigilant. Like this. This is this is not just for the the faint of heart. Like you gotta be on Twitter every day typing in Batman leaks. Jeez. All right. Well. Thanks for being our resident Batman leaker. You know, I got but it. But let's talk about uh, the Candyman trailer. And this is Jordan Peele. He's an executive producer on this, kind of his next project, even though he's not the director. Uh, but it looks scary as hell. I mean, it looked all right. Like, I'm not going to even be that guy that's... Look, man, Jordan Peele is one for two right now. Uh, us, one for two. Uh, he, Get Out was good. Us was all right. Us was kind of trash. Like, um, uh, whoa, trash. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't. I thought us was not good. I don't know if it was trash. It was predictable, bro. You knew in that. You knew right when that girl walked in there and the other one walked out. It was like, oh shit, <laughs> that's not her. And then, it, then they try to just trick you the whole time, like, oh no, she made it out. And then at the end of the movie, it's like, oh no, 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 no. Wait, you what you thought in the first five minutes? Yeah, that's true. But it's a little deeper than all that. I didn't fuck with us, bro. Like, all the people just holding hands, the tellers, like, I ain't fucking none of that shit. Well, all right. Well, yeah, well, Candyman looks pretty creepy with the whole concept of the, you know, well, whenever I think of the mirror thing, I think of Biggie Smalls from, like, South Park, where, like, there's a South Park Halloween episode where they always go to the mirror, and it's like, Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls, and he, like, comes out and he's like, what the, I was trying to, I was, like, at a five, on a five-star jet, blah, 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 blah. So that's what I always think of that this is always comedy for me. So I don't know. It's kind of a a concept that we've heard before. We'll see how it's done. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, know. it's a remake too, because this was a movie in like the nineties. Yeah, like yeah, something like that. But I mean, look, that's what I'm saying like it's been played before. I'll give Jordan Peele his props because I am a big, I am huge on Yahya Abdul Mahin right now. So like, I am huge on Yahya. So if, if anything he's in, I'm kind of. I'm kind of in it. Like, Yaya, Yaya might be my favorite black actor right now. Let's I thought see. it was kind of intriguing. I don't know if it's something that I'm going to go to the theater to see, but, you know, I've seen some pretty dumb horror movies on uh, streaming recently, so I'm pretty sure I'd, I'd watch this more so than some of the crap I've watched. Yeah, I'll give it a shot, but we shall see. Next up, we got Lizzie McGuire is not... It's it's either looking... It's looking like it's not happening on Netflix, at least with... I mean, on Disney+, Plus, at least with Hillary Duff. Disney's okay with rebooting it or doing something without Hillary Duff, but Hillary Duff wants Disney to put it to Hulu because the series was a little raunchy in the sense because Hillary Duff's like, I'm a 30-year-old woman in this show. 30-year-old women do things that are not PG. And I'm kind of, yo, if Lizzie's out here trying to bang dudes and drink and get fucked up, I'm down to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually really cool with that. Like, at least that's the kind of story that I want to hear that Lizzie, that, uh, no, sorry, that Hillary Duff's like, hey, I'm, I'm out here and I want to tell the story. Like, I want to be real with this. Like, I don't want to give you some bubblegum Disney crap. And like, that's what gonna... they want. So, good for her. Yeah, man. Like, it just, I, I, I don't know what Disney's thinking because... I feel like this is a bad move. Like we, the joke was before Disney Plus was that, oh shit, the, here comes the streaming service that's just straight Disney fied, and they were like, nah, 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 we got it's gonna be a, a range of stuff. 
If it's going to be a range of stuff, you got to let this happen because Lizzie McGuire is not for the new generation. It is like if you're rebooting Lizzie McGuire with an old Hillary Duff, like I get you're trying to put her kid in it, but maybe Hillary Duff doesn't think the character should have a kid right now. Well, they're trying to do art. like Girl Meets World, and so like pretty much this show or was never or Raven's Home, but you know even Raven's Home too. The the series is not based around the old character it's based around the newer characters so like hillary duff was never going to be a main piece of this show anyway but that's the thing she wanted it she didn't want to have a kid she wanted it to be her which could have been more real yeah especially because lizzie mcguire was so into like being famous like i could totally be a take on that I would have dug it, man. Like it's. I hope Disney just gets their shit right because this isn't a good look for them. Like I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I think this is an L if they don't do it this way. I just, I'm, I'm digging. I'm, I'm glad Hillary Duff's putting her foot down and is like, you know what? If y'all aren't gonna do this way, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it being out. Y'all can reboot it if y'all want. It's one of these things where Disney's just to realize the platform that they're on now. Like this isn't a, a channel on television. Um, there are a streaming platform and the other streaming platforms are putting out content. And I think people who are trying to put their art out now are looking for a certain level of freedom and the content that they want to create and, you know, to be more real and, uh, having the, the Disney lens on something now may not work out for a lot of people. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Next up, we got director Colin Trevorrow announced via Twitter on Tuesday that Jurassic Park, I mean Jurassic World 3, has started principal production, and he's slyly revealed that the sixth film in the Jurassic franchise will be titled Jurassic World Dominion. Schubert, are you excited for this? Sure. Uh, I think that from that little clip that we saw, it really has me excited about this Jurassic World movie more so than probably any Jurassic World movie. Because I'm really excited to see the idea of the dinosaurs running wild in our modern world. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be absolutely crazy, kind of like Planet of the Apes almost. Uh, so I'm really excited for this movie. The second Jurassic World movie was just a completely different kind of thing than any kind of Jurassic Park movie in the in the past. And so it was, it's kind of like you either liked it or you didn't like it. Me personally, I kind of... I did kind of like what they did with it. I don't think it was a good movie. I, like, I don't think it was like a great movie or anything like that. But I kind of liked uh, what they did with it. And it kind of gives me some excitement on what it would be like seeing uh, dinosaurs in the modern era and not in the, you know, the islands. Yeah, so, seeing how they would be in the sub, like, yeah, like. Well, and like buildings and yeah, yeah, roofs, yeah. yeah. So like that's it's it's a cool concept, and I think that the short really helped this movie the most. Yeah, the short really sold me, man. With Andre Holland and what they did, I I was a fan of that. Like I haven't been a fan of Jurassic content since maybe the first Jurassic World, if if even maybe not since like the Spielberg shit. And that Andre Holland stuff had me like terrified, and I was like, yo, this is how a dinosaur movie should feel, and I'm excited for what they're gonna do if it feels anything like that but that's all we got on that yeah it's gonna be like apocalyptic man that's what i'm thinking it's gonna be crazy hopefully uh so don johnson james badge dale zai i don't know how to pronounce that name you have an idea zane g zane g james cromwell and the crown breakout aaron doherty are set to join john boyega in netflix's rebel ridge a thriller from green room writer director 
Jeremy Saulnier, or um, and like the 2013 crime drama Green Room, Saulnier, this upcoming movie is set to be a high-velocity thriller that explores systemic American injustices through intense action sequences, suspense, and dark humor. Green Room was kind of about uh, these punk rock people who get uh, wrapped up in some neo-Nazi stuff. Um, so, and it's, you know, very, it's, it's scary. It's scary. So Ooh. I think that this is going to be a really interesting movie uh, on Netflix. It's got anything with John Boyega I'm kind of interested in seeing now. I kind of want to see what his post-Star Wars career is going to be like. Uh, but I think this is kind of an interesting direction to move in for w- doing one of these crime thrillers with uh, Saunier, however you say his name. But yeah. I, I'm kind of excited about this. No, this sounds good, man. Like, I'm interested. You know me. I'm a big crime thriller guy. I like John Boyega. I- I'm interested to see what they do. And ever since Don Johnson did a great job in Watchmen, I'm like, yo, all right, let's get it good. Let's keep it going, man. I'm, I'm into these, this. All, all those guys' movies have really interesting concepts. So it, it should be pretty pretty interesting. Hell yeah. Well, good, good, for, uh, good for John Boyega because ever since he – Kind of shitted on Star Wars after the last one. It's kind of like Dude, he's been wild on Twitter, bro. Hit every one of them at, from Ray to to Oscar Isaac to hit. Well, and I think Oscar Isaac is going to be successful no matter what. But like Ray and him, they they just jumped out the window and was just like, "Yo, whatever, fuck, fuck Star Wars, we're, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's over with." Like we about to we about to move on to bigger and better things. So hopefully, uh, John Boyd and Daisy like really do their thing after this but we're gonna see so yeah, i'm gonna support get, it don't get caught in the daniel Radcliffe radcliffe rut yeah huh, or, or shit the the rupert grint rut is even worse <laughs> we can't even hear it now he doesn't he have guns akimbo out i've actually heard this pretty good yeah that's why i said rupert grint like who what yeah. is ron weasley doing <laughs> he's on wasn't he like on like english broadway he's know. on so he's doing some he's shit doing something yeah, man. I tried so, to watch some show he was on on Netflix, and I was just like, uh, this is just too depressing. Shit, you can even look at the original trilogy. Like, I know we love Mark Hamill for what he's done with Joker, and what and Mark Hamill has had a great career. So has Carrie Fisher. That's nothing me saying against any of them, but they weren't big movie stars after it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Carrie uh, Fisher, I can agree with, but like Mark Hamill and all the stuff that he's done. What what I movie? I'm, had, ta- I'm I'm talking. I mean, movies. I just I'm just saying. I I don't think it matters. I think it matters career bit wise. I think that he's done well enough in his career that he's not worried about not being a big movie star. Oh, facts, facts, facts. No, one hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying after Star Wars, you would expect maybe to blow up. Like if you look at Mark Hamill's career post Star Wars, it was a lot of voice acting in like small movie roles. So. But like, what what a person has blown up like that's been the main guy in a franchise like that. You know, we just talked about Daniel Radcliffe. He never really blew up, but I mean, he's having a nice career. Yeah, I mean, look, sometimes you just can't get get past your your franchise. Your role. I mean, yeah. like you know, we're talking about Hunters and Logan Lerman. Like for some people, it's really hard to see Logan Lerman without seeing the the shitty Lightning Thief movies. Oh, like, for real. I yeah, can't... I mean, like my my girlfriend's like, I just can't see unsee the Peter the Percy Jackson movies, and I'm just like, well, shit. Damn, real. Well, shit, we're about to see if Rob can break through. Rob Pat, Rob Pat's doing it right now. Exactly. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But the, um, and but that's just my whole thing with John Boyega. Like it was just like, damn, bro, you trashed Star Wars. Hopefully, hopefully you're Harrison Ford and not any of the others, because like, because <laughs> it's true. Like, bro. 
Honestly, I love and and I agree. Mark Hamill's had a great career. Carrie Fisher as the screen uh, as the uh, script writing doctor, great career. But if you if you look at trajectory, they're kind of Rupert Grint's and in uh in uh, Daniel Radcliffe's. But you know we'll see how you'll see how it goes. Next up, we got Hulu has executive uh no has exclusive excuse me exclusive U.S. streaming rights to Parasite and will be available Wednesday April eighth. Also, Mark Ruffalo was speaking at uh, some. He did an interview over the weekend. He's the new dad in the Parasite TV series with uh, by Bong and uh, Adam McKay is also a part of it for HBO. I'm interested in that series. I, I also, I wish I'd have waited till April 8th to uh, instead of renting Parasite on Amazon. But it's okay because it was a it was, it was a, a great movie. Time. Yeah, it was a great movie. So I'm cool with it. But. I'm so interested in this TV series. I'm interested to see how they take it American-wise. Is Mark Ruffalo going to be like a trailer park dad? Like, how, how, are they about to, how are they about to spin this? Like, I'm interested to see who he leeches what, off of, how he leeches, and all of that. Yeah, that's what I've always been telling people when I've been talking about this being a series. I'm like, the, what I'm the most interested in seeing is how do you take the idea that, like, you know, for Parasite, it played to the culture and like that was south korea like how are we going to see the same concept taken in american culture like what are the jobs you know that's always been my first thing like what are the jobs not every american rich family is going to have a driver or maid a, a tutor and another tutor i mean you could do that but i mean i don't think it's as believable so what are the what are the roles like i think gardener um i'm yeah. thinking uh chef Chef is a good one. Um, uh, you could think uh, one could a, a child could be a tutor. Uh, you could, I th- yeah, I think you could still get away with like at least one tutor. Or, a trainer like, is is a, is imaginable. Trainer, trainer's a good one. Like the, somebody, could, the mom could be like a yoga instructor. Yeah, uh, babysitter. Babysitter. So like, I think that there's definitely some roles that you can do. You just got to figure out which ones they are. Yeah, you can keep like maybe make the son uh, the tutor. Make the daughter a babysitter, and then like gardener, chef, trainer. The parent. it just depends on the story they want to tell. Like yeah, I really fact. don't think it's gonna be like so much like the same as the movie. Uh, like, I mean, look, but there, Bong's but the original are... dude, like Bong's super original, and I don't think he's about to just come and Americanize his story. I think he's gonna try to tell something crazy, especially with yeah. him and Adam McKay. Yeah, like I, I don't think we're going to see like a lot of the same elements like a really cool element in this one that i don't think we'll see but it could be spun a different way was the relationship between uh the guy who was the tutor and the kid like that's not really something we're going to see in america like we're not going to see some over 18 person making out with some kid yeah it's not about that i don't think that's about to happen but i think we could see some kind of variation of that probably you know, let's say it was the girl who was the tutor and the the boy has a crush on her. And that's like, you know, a driving factor in some kind of issue. Some Shit, of the, or the mom or the mom wants to bang the trainer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm down for it. Like, let's just make it just make it believable to American culture. And I'm in like I'm I'm super in on this show. Sure. I think it I think it could be really interesting, especially since HBO's. Yeah, I'm about to say, it. bro, this is HBO. Like, we're not like. I'm not about to just treat this like, oh, Netflix got it or like Hulu got it. Like, nah, this is about to be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Especially um, with Mark Ruffalo, Adam McKay, and Bong. Like, let's go, man. I'm all in. Well, let's go ahead and move to the next story. Joel Edgerton, he signed on to star and co-produce in a true crime thriller, The Unknown Man, 
written and directed by Top of the Lake star Thomas M. Wright. The pick uh, tracks an elaborate sting operation helped res- uh, that helped resolve an, unre- an unsolved murder. The film will center on the friendship between a hardened criminal played by Sean Harris and the undercover officer played by Ed- Edgerton. Set to bring the killer to justice. Look, man, Edgerton and Sean Harris have developed a chemistry. Like, yeah, they've been working together, and this sounds great. You know how I am with crime thrillers. This is right up my alley. I, I love a good, and we haven't seen something like this in a minute, where we got an undercover officer going into some, like, gang or some whatever type of situation it is. Like, I'm into it. I want to see what's up, because Edgerton's been on point ever since he's been, like, writing and directing, producing stuff, so... Sure. Yeah, I mean, like you said, these two have been in some some good movies together. Like most recently, The King. They're about um, to be in that movie, Dev Patel. Yeah. So um, I'm excited to to see what they're gonna do. This kind of takes them out of that uh, medieval range that they've been in for a little while. Um, and I I think it's a really cool concept. It sounds really interesting. I don't know. I guess this is gonna be a theatrical release. Yeah. So good I- luck to them. Hey man, hopefully it's good or or who knows, it might be bought by a streaming service once it's done. But sure. we'll, we shall see. Uh next up we got Baby Driver 2 is in the works. Uh Too late. Oh, what you mean? You think it's too late? Yeah, it's too late. The hype's gone. Damn, you came off really rough. I didn't even get to finish. Like, jeez, too late. Well, Edgar Wright's back writing, directing. Uh Ansel Elgert's back, Lily James is back. Uh funny enough, uh, what's my guy's name? The Punisher. John Bernthal's back, but no one else from the original cast besides those three are back. They're making uh, a whole new cast. They're looking for someone like uh, Anna. What's your girl's name? You Anna? mean they're not bringing Kevin Spacey back? Fuck no, bro. You tripping? <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> you a clown? But I'm gonna definitely check out Baby Driver too, man. I love Baby Driver one. Well, I really like Baby Driver one, but I mean, I I just don't know if. Everyone else is clamoring for a baby driver too at this point. I mean, I was shocked when I got when I heard it announced. I was like, all right, cool, I'll take it. Like I wasn't like like you said, I wasn't clamoring for it, but I'm not gonna sit here and be like, now that it's like coming, I'm gonna be like, Oh damn, I'm not interested. No, I'm very interested. We'll see what they put out trailer wise. Luckily it's a lot of the same people that were made it originally. Yeah, it, so it, it's, that, it's their egg right. He's doing, he's doing everything. Yeah. So I mean that helps a lot. But we'll see what they put out. Hopefully it's good, man, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. But all right, the final story we have is Universal Pictures is developing an untitled action comedy based on an original idea from Broad, Silly, Broad City's Lucia Anelio and Paul W. Downs with Kevin Hart attached to Star. Are you excited for this, Schubert? I don't know. I got to see but it. Some of, the peop- some of the other people that were attached were the same people who did Night School. And I mean, Night School was, was all right. I just don't. I just don't know about an action comedy with Kevin Hart. I mean, it's usually not good unless... I feel like Kevin Hart is always good depending on who you pair him with. Like, Night School, he was with Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish is also great. You know, a lot of his movies, he's been paired with The Rock, and it's been good. Fan, yeah. So a lot of of it has to do with who you pair Kevin Hart with, so we'll see. Yeah, we got to wait on that one, but... All right, Shubes, that's all I got on uh, for the news today, brother. All right, let's uh, go over to the box office. And um, at number five is Bad Boys for Life. Um, number four is My Hero. Woo! Uh, <laughs> Yo, it made it? It was number yeah. four? 
Shut out, man. Five, it wasn't even, five million. It wasn't even playing yeah, every day. Weekend. It was not even playing every day. Like, it was only playing Friday and maybe Saturday, depending on where you lived. That's fucking amazing. I, I'll say this, because you can check out the full review of the My Hero movie on Anime Talk this week with me and Chris. Uh, that'll be out. By the time you guys hear this, that'll be out on Tuesday, tomorrow. But I'm so happy for this because... When I went to the theaters on Wednesday, opening night, there was only one showing at 7 o'clock, and it was sold out. Like, people tried to get there when it started. Luckily, I got my ticket early. Like, I got there at, like, 6.50, and people were going there, get, trying to get tickets sold out, telling them no. When I walk in the theater at, like, 6.55, the movie starts at 7.10, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to get my, my popcorn, my, not, my, 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 my snacks, go sit down. It's going to be easy. I'm going to get a seat. It's an anime movie. No biggie. Bro, when I walk in that theater, I swear this was the most packed movie I've been in since Infinity War. Like, I mean, you're tripping because like the last time we went to go see a My Hero movie, it was packed and people were like sitting on the floor. Yeah, no, they had people sitting on the stairs. That's like, what I'm saying, like, I don't know what you were expecting. I, I, I don't. I, I, My Hero's so big, man. I and I, I just, I just gotta applaud Funimation. I got up like I saw the dub. I didn't get to see the sub. I wish I would have saw the sub because that's my preferred method of viewing. But I enjoyed the dub, man. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not gonna say much more about the movie because I don't want to dive into my thoughts on it. Like I said, that's on the review because I I loved everything that this movie represented. I loved parts of the movie, but I think I do have like legit problems with the movie. But I'll talk more about that on Anime Talk. I also have problems with the movie because if you were just an anime watcher. Yo, shit got spoiled, and like you wouldn't know it, but like, yeah, like you, if if you were really paying attention and you're an anime only fan and you watch that movie, you'd be like, wait, there's like six things that happen in that movie, and it's like that shit didn't happen yet. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, but, like I just don't understand like the how the they did that. that. Yeah. yeah, that that's my thought. It's like, yo, like y'all are telling stuff from a season away, maybe two seasons away. Shit, shit was crazy. Like that's not. But like, like I said, if you're an anime only watcher and you go watch it, you might not notice the subs. Like, I mean, you might not notice the spoilers. Like, only if you read the manga, you'll be like, "Whoa, okay." And so I see where this takes place. But good for Funimation. Good for the team. I'm, I'm happy that my hero is successful because this means that now we'll get more anime movies in theaters, and I love that. I'm, I'm big on, I'm big on watching anime in theaters these days because it's just a good time. I'm back to the list. Number three was The Call of the Wild. Number two, Sonic the Hedgehog. Number one, Invisible Man. Ooh, Birds of Prey didn't even make it? Oof. Nope. Oof, gosh, jeez. What a bummer. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, number, it's number four on the dailies. So oh, okay. today it was number four. All right. Um, all right. Beat out Impractical Jokers. Shout out Impractical Yo, I, I low-key wanted to go see the Impractical Jokers movie. I'll, I'll try to catch it before it leaves. Maybe, maybe. I, you, uh, you're not a fan. I'm a fan. I am a fan. <laughs> I'm gonna get like... that. I super like. What are they gonna do? Like they have to it's take it up another level. It's gonna be the show. No, bro. They gotta take it up a level. Like I gotta see crazy shit happening if I'm going to the theaters. I mean, it's gotta be like it. Almost to me, it, it has it, to be like Jackass, it needs to be like a Kevin Hart movie almost. <laughs> not Kevin Hart, a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> Something. It's gotta be Where, great. Like, like they're out there doing like stuff in the real world. And it's like, or like Trailer Park Boys or something like that. Like, it's got to be something like that. We'll see, hopefully. I'm going to check it out, though. But that's all we got? Uh, yeah. 
All right, let's jump to the movie on the rise. I'll go first because you got the bigger titles. Uh, Alter Carbon's out, ladies and gents, with Kevin. Ma- uh, with Kevin. Uh, no, not, it's not Kevin. It's uh, Anthony Mackie. I haven't checked it out yet because I've been finishing up Hunters. But next week I'll give you guys my thoughts on Alter Carbon. But I'm hearing it's great, so I'm a big fan of that closest thing to Cowboy Bebop we've seen live action. So I'm a big fan. Yeah, definitely need to get into that. Uh, but for me, uh, Onward, the new Pixar movie is coming out this weekend. That's probably the only thing I can get um, my girlfriend to go out and see this weekend. So that's so that's probably what I'm gonna see. I I don't know why you're oofing. Like I think it's gonna be pretty cool. I hope you you let me know how it is. I'm more excited for your second one because I'm I'm actually gonna watch that. Yeah, Dave, the new FX show with Little Dicky. I've been hearing about this for years, so finally it's come out. Little Dicky has wrapped his way into a TV show. Good for him. <laughs> Fucking good for him. I'm gonna watch Dave too. Hopefully he has cameos by famous rappers. Like, how's this gonna be? Is this gonna be like him not having a career, getting a career, him having a career, but we're seeing like Well it's confusing because like this can't they started talking about this when he was relevant, but now he's not really relevant. So like How's we'll that see. gonna play? I hope. I hopefully it's him in his career, kind of akin to like uh, kind of akin to like an entourage in the sense of like. I think it needs to be like a fight of the concords. Ooh, okay. Where like it's got a little bit of him and like his music career, and like he puts out little raps that come out for each episode. It's gonna be interesting, man. I'm I'm excited for Dave though. I'm gonna check it out on FX. FX probably the best network television sh- network. You're probably right. Yeah, I mean, they got some crazy good stuff. They're they're, they're putting out that fire, so I'm going to check out Dave. All right, well, uh, let's talk about Hunters as much as we can. I can't really talk much about it because my girlfriend did not like it. Damn, did you like it? She thought it was corny. Damn, for did you not like it? Did you Um, personally? It makes it hard when, like, you have someone who's just, like, not into it at all. Uh, But so I didn't really get a chance to, like, get in get into anything get very far into it yeah like, that true. was like the, the main thing but like I, to me like low-key i was sitting there like every time they do a flashback my heart would hurt like i was like yo this is sad bro like because like see at episode two you don't really dive into the grandmother's backstory you gotta like like you always say you gotta let it go three episodes see when you get to episode three and you start diving into like the holocaust shit Oh, my gosh. You see why these people are doing this. Like, go kill those fucking Nazis. My goodness. Like, it's crazy because I always think movies do a great job of showing us, like, what we know. But, like, we never really acknowledge it because it's the past. But, like, man, that shit broke my heart. Like, I was just like, I can't believe this fucking happened in the world. Like, I know I learned about the Holocaust in plenty of years in high school. And I knew how bad it was. But, like, when you see something on screen... It's different, man. It's like when you see, like when Watchmen, when they were just beating niggas and hanging niggas, just like, yo, this shit is terrible. Like when you saw that massacre in Watchmen, it's like, damn, black people had it bad in America. When you fucking watch Hunters, it's like, jeez, y'all killed like two million people. Like what the fuck were y'all doing? Yeah, I thought that the way it started was also really crazy with that massacre right right after the jump. Oh, the first, oh my goodness, the episode one, and I, I like how Amazon's like, if there's some episodes that need to be an hour, they'll be an hour. If there's some that need to be 30 minutes, they'll be 30 minutes. We're not going to just do a 30-minute season or an hour season just because other networks are doing that. So that's I, the case with this? There's some episodes that are really short? 
Yeah, like episode two is like 30 minutes. Episode three is like 30 minutes. Episode four is an hour. Episode five is an hour. The first episode is an hour and a half. Yeah, the first, yeah, the, yeah. So it's like it goes an hour, thirty minutes, thirty minutes, an hour, an hour, thirty minutes, thirty minutes, an hour, an hour, an hour thirty to finish out. Yeah. So there's ten episodes. I might have missed some, but it. it I, I'm on episode six right now. I'm almost done. I just had to. I just couldn't watch yesterday because I was. I was, and you wanted to do this early, and but good enough because I mean you didn't finish, so I was gonna finish before we did this later, but. Since you didn't finish, there's no biggie. But I definitely recommend this to people. I loved Al Pacino. I love. Uh, I actually really loved Logan Lerman. I really did. Him chiefing bowls and smoking weed and just being a an older actor. I was just like, all right, I see you out here, Logan. And it's just like, I dig it. All right. And I love all the. Uh, they do a lot of comic book references and a lot of pop culture references to stuff I love. Like they do a lot of Batman, Robin references. A lot of Batman references. Yeah. yeah. They do a lot of Star Wars references. Uh, just a, I, I really dug it, man. I really think it's a good show. I want to say my prediction, but I mean, it's not really a prediction because people are going to listen to this and maybe have watched the whole thing. But And I don't want to say it because Schubert hasn't watched it, but I have, I have a take that's like, I think this is how it's going to end. I think, I think Al Pacino is going to die. Like I'm, I'm ready for Al Pacino to get capped. And yeah, I mean, I guess that all depends on how they would want to push forward the, the narrative later. I heard the finale's crazy. Oof. Yeah, like I heard it's nuts. Maybe we get a season two. I don't know. This might be a one season thing. I'll let you guys know next week because I'll yeah, be finished. Yeah, hopefully I'll be able to get into some. You got to get another shot, man. Watch it by yourself because that's not a girl. I'm trying to watch by myself. Like, yeah, I've been watching episode. I watched episode two by myself, you know? Because, like, my girlfriend walked in on me watching episode three and she was like, what is this? I'm like, just be quiet and watch it or go upstairs because, like, I'm not stopping. Like, I'm watching this. Like, I'll, I'll watch your Love Islands and, and your Love is Blind and all those things with you. But if you're not watching Hunters, I don't want to hear no negativity. Just like when you're watching Grey's Anatomy, I'd tear my ass upstairs and I just get on my computer. Now, you bring your ass upstairs. <laughs> go. But I'm watching this fucking show. You clowning. <laughs> this shit is crazy to me. Like... I'm sorry you don't like history where we're seeing the, these poor Jewish people get slaughtered and I'm just feeling in my feelings and I'm just like, go kill these fuckers. Bro, like, this show is crazy. Like, it is crazy seeing all these these prominent Nazis just take up in American culture, like, and everybody's just like, oh, this never happened. <laughs> like, oh, 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 just toss my hands up. Like, oh, we didn't know these guys were Nazis. Shit is nuts. Well, the, the thing is, is how real it was because that was the... Uh, the U.S. was taking Nazi scientists and stuff. And a lot of, I mean, that was it was just part of the deal. That's crazy, man. That that all that ha- like, I lo- I love this show. Like, I and I and honestly, I know I was shitting on Jordan Peele earlier, but this is the type of stuff that I want to see Jordan Peele do. Like, he does a good job with the sense of taking real world things and making them t- making them ideas into like stories. I don't like him in the horror genre. I like him in this genre. Yeah, I mean, what, how would you feel like it compares to Watchmen? Because I almost feel like the vein of what the story they're trying to tell is similar, kind of. It, so. it is. I felt, I, I felt like this was an amalgamation of Watchmen and the boys. Yeah. Like, I got a lot of boys vibes, and I got a lot of Watchmen vibes. I'm not going to say it was like Watchmen took the black, uh, the black sentiment, and this took like a Jewish sentiment, but... It did, and 
I, I dug it though. I enjoy this form of television where we kind of learn something in the sense at the same time while we're watching crazy shit happen. All right. Well, that's um, yeah, a little bit of hunters. So. I definitely think y'all all should go watch it. It is amazing. Shout out to Al Pacino. Shout out to Logan Lerman. Shout out to Jordan Peele. All right. Well, the other thing I had us to do today was I saw on Twitter that people were posting like their 10 movies to get to know me. Uh, so I wanted to do that today. And the, what I, the way I kind of interpreted it, it was kind of like the movies that you would play on the VCR until it would break kind of kind of deal. Uh, so for I didn't necessarily want it to show like my intellectual movie side, more so show the movies that I would just run the brakes off of until I couldn't anymore when I was younger and growing up. Ooh, see, that's different than what I did. I did 10 movies that like made me who I am today. Well, I mean, I just don't understand like the concept of a movie making you who you are today. Like, I do like, feel that there were movies fandoms. that influenced parts of my life, but I guess another way you could look at how I took the list is I took like each part, and I can go into it. So, like, so like for one of them on my list, you know, of course, I have a Star Wars movie. So it's like number one Star Wars movie, number one like superhero movie, like stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got, I got, I got stuff like that, like uh. For example, I, I just did things that, like, as I was a child, I, I looked at my life from, like, all right, what was the first movie, like, what was the Batman movie that got me to love? Like, what was the first thing that, like, made me love Batman? What was the, the, the movie that reinforced my love for comic book movies? What was the movie that made me start love criminal movies? What was the movie that, like, all right, as I'm growing, getting older in age, like, what was the movie that took me to another level of loving movie like you know it was just like then i had what was the first black movie i saw that made me in tune with my african-americanness like you know certain certain, certain things like sense. like just things that make me like the first anime movie i saw that blew my mind stuff like that yeah see like i feel like there are definitely some things that i would have wanted to go in that direction with but for me i think that a mov movies that kind of would describe me are the movies that i play all the time because, you know, especially reference-wise. So, like, another one on my list uh, is Billy Madison. There are so many stories in my life where, like, I've made the quote or they, there's a really funny story I like to tell about, like, the time I walked in on my roommate and his girlfriend and I was really drunk and I was like, so sorry to interrupt, like, <laughs> in, the, like in the movie. So it's just, like, a movie like that kind of puts an imprint on you and you remember lyrics like that and they end up coming up in your everyday life. Um, another one for that's kind of like that for me is super bad. I feel like super bad was that teen comedy when I gr was growing up that kind of, uh, breaks the mold for your love of R rated raunchy comedies. They, you know, starting with super bad kind of opened me up to more of those kinds of movies, the porkies, the, you know, I had, I don't think I'd seen animal house before that. So animal house, stuff like that. Um, so the, those are some movies for me. So that's like three on, on the list. What about you? All right. So wait, we're, we're going in things of three. Uh, well, I just was kind of ranting and I ended up going through three of them. So, all right, all right I'll go through three real quick. Um, all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll start off with, I had super bad on the list as well, because that was like, when I saw that I was in a very adolescent stage of like getting into high school, like trying to figure out who I was. I was chubby at the time, so when I saw Jonah Hill, it was like, all right, fat kids can make it too. It was like, fire. You can get you can get very attractive women like Emma Stone too being a fat kid. It's okay. Jonah Hill did it. You can do it too, Lynn. And the, and the party shit, I was like, oh, shit. 
getting getting hammered, partying, looks like a good time. <laughs> just like, yeah. that's what I thought high school was. So let's go. But nah, Super Bad definitely influenced me in a very positive way. Love that movie. Um, I'll go to my Batman love. The first thing, the first time I ever saw anything in this movie changed my entire life. It 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 was Batman Mask of the Phantasm. And that is still to this day my favorite Batman movie. It's the quintessential Batman movie, in my opinion. It's the one that made me a fan and thus making me watch the animated series, thus making me watch Justice League, seeing Bruce Wayne versus the Phantasm, and then at the same time finding out that was his lover, uh, uh, Beaumont, and it's just like, oh, I feel for him. And it just made me feel of the tragic nature of Batman and loving and never being able to love. And as I get older and I rewatch it, it's just, it breaks at my heartstrings because this man is so dedicated to his craft. He he can't find love and that's the type of shit that just breaks my fucking heart and then seeing the crazy ass joker fighting him doing all kind of wild shit love that fucking movie man it influenced me to this day and then another uh i'll get into like one of my childhood things uh i gotta shout out harlem nights because that movie influenced me because that was something i would watch with my mom and my dad and that was like one of those quintessential black movies for me and it was just like whoa there's all these black people on screen like i dig it like this is pretty cool. Eddie Murphy's hilarious. And that started my love of Eddie Murphy getting into coming to America and then trading places and then Beverly Hills Cop and just entered me into a whole new realm of like loving these styles of movies. And Harlem Nights is still to this day, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, uh, Fred, Fred Sanford, uh, one of my favorite movies. And that movie definitely turned me into who I am today. So I got that's three Batman, Mass Phantasm, Harlem Nights and Superbad. You can keep going, Chibi. Um, going into like your Batman vein, I had to choose something that kind of went into my super superhero love. And really, when it comes, it was really hard for me to go in between like Spider Man and Batman. Um, and and Shazam and Wonder Woman have really made an imprint on me too. So it's just like really hard to determine like what you would want to put into that slot. Um, but for me, I can't I can't really say that the Mask of the Phantasm hits me as much, even though it's probably my best iteration of Batman. But for me, the movie that kind of reinforced my love for Batman and kind of uh, brought it back out more in full force growing up because of what we had had in the past, but it was Batman Begins. Ooh, so, solid. Uh, I, you know, I think that that was just a movie that I really thought told a really good story about Batman that wasn't too much involved in a lot of the prime villains like I feel like so much of when people talk about this Batman that's coming up you know people are like oh well he's got to have the Joker in it it's got to have Two-Face in it you know stuff like that well this movie just told uh, a different sort of origin story for Batman and centered around like Rachel Ghoul and Scarecrow like two characters that really never you never really thought of to enforce the new age of Batman into into like that generation. And I think it worked out really well. And I thought that it was just a tremendously well done movie uh, to tell a, a different Batman story. So I like that. And I feel like that uh, run of Nolan really was the best superhero run for me so far out of like the movie. Like, you know, Marvel and the MCU did its thing, but like the movies were just so... They were just so well done with Nolan and Batman. So, like, that's that one for me. Um, Just, like, a a movie movie that I really enjoy, and it kind of does fall into the same kind of nerd nerddom of stuff. 
but it's uh, Back to the Future. You know, of course, we know about my love for time travel, so I had to talk about Back to the Future. I watch Back to the Future anytime, any day. I think it's just one of the most perfect movies, uh, just the way that it's done, like story pace and how it and how it like incorporated the element of time travel and I don't know, it's just like definitely one of the the, be- the better franchises that needs to have it shine. And speaking of franchises, the last one I'll do in this group of three is a Harry Potter movie, and I think the Harry- best Harry Potter movie is Azkaban. No doubt. Okay, it's, solid. It's a great one. All right, I dig I dig all your three. I'll go in a vein of yours. I'm going to go to like my childhood. The thing, I would say Mask of the Phantasm was when I was like, 10-ish, 11-ish, like maybe even 12-ish. But like what got me into movies was a, a little movie that that took from the idea of Shakespeare and Hamlet and it was animated. And when I saw this father figure fall into a stampede of hurting uh, wildebeest, I <laughs> cried my eyes out and I was like, mom, what type of, what are you making me watch right now? And she was like, Lennon, this is cinema this is the Lion King, and I lost my shit ever since. I thought I was Simba growing up. I would always sing uh, uh, the, the "What It Takes to Be King" song, Akuna Matata. This was the thing that made me love movies. I, I remember it to this day. I saw Lion King in theaters, like, and I know people are gonna be like, "Wait, how do you remember seeing it in theater?" I just remember the being in the theater and seeing the. The after the la senior and then it just goes boom to Lion King. I was scared as shit after that. Don't remember much of that reviewing after much after that, but growing up watching it again and again, it just all those memories flooded in, and I really really loved Lion King, one of my all time favorite Disney movies, and the thing that saw that. And speaking of animated, let's go to my love of anime because this had to be I was like maybe. 15 years old watching Toonami and Toonami does a movie night and I'm like all right what's this like I've been watching Big O been watching Dragon Ball Z been watching all this stuff but then all of a sudden I see this movie called Ghost in the Shell and I'm like yo what is going on what is this cyberpunk ghost like futuristic Blade Runner looking shit on my screen and I just fell in love and this was one of the movies that just reinvigorated my love for the genre of anime, but more so reinvigorated my genre, my love for the genre of like cyberpunk crime, uh, crime thrillers, and just seeing it because it's a mystery at the end of the day. Like that's what Ghost in the Shell is, and that story just changed my life. Loved it. Uh, and then another one. This is the movie that reinforced my love for what superheroes could be. This is the movie that changed it all. I saw this movie when uh, my brother had to be eight, so that makes me six. Uh, that makes me fourteen at the time. I was fourteen, fifteen. It's just like I go into theater with my dad, and my dad's like, "Yo, my little brother starts crying. He's like, "Yo, we about to leave." I was like, "Hell no, dog. I am not leaving. Like, Landon shouldn't have come. <laughs> sit, sit his little ass there. Cover his eyes. We're not leaving." And this was right when. Uh, a guy by the name of Heath Ledger smashes the head on a pencil. And I'm like, yo, cover your fucking eyes because me and my dad aren't leaving, bro. This is the dark night. And it was just like, what is this? Like, what am I watching? This is this is amazing. Like, to see Batman and Joker in such a a vicious, grounded reality. Gritty. For a gritty, a dark movie at 14 that was PG-13. It just... It just sold me, and for the rest of my life, as I 
constantly rewatch it. I get the same chills at the same moments. I get the same goosebumps. And it just, that to me is the best superhero film ever made. And until I see something different, it's always going to be that one. And that's the one that really reaffirmed my love for everything that's superhero in comic books. Since we both have a Bale Batman on there, doesn't Bruce Wayne Bale remind you a little bit of American Psycho? Kinda, <laughs> like especially the scene where like he's with the chicks in the in the fountain. Yeah, yeah, he's de- yeah. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> or I just rewatched to- that recently after I'd seen American Psycho. I was like, oh my gosh. Students or when he's American talking to Psycho. Harvey Dent and he's sitting at the thing when Harvey Dent gives the speech of uh, either die hero or live long enough to see a villain. And he just start talking. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm not Batman, bro. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck out of here. <laughs> like, it just, just, it just rang off Patrick Bateman. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but was that three? Yeah, yeah that was three. So, right, so the last four here, probably some of the ones that I beat the brakes off of, and one that is known to be a really terrible movie, but I feel like you get to know a lot about someone by knowing what terrible movie they love the most. Uh, so for the three movies I would beat the brakes off of, uh, for Disney, it was actually a, it was actually a Peter Pan. I just love the the Pirates. Um, the, the Lost Boy aspect, like I just loved that story when I was a kid, and I thought Peter Pan was probably one of the, the better Disney movies at that moment. Uh, and another one that I grew up watching all the time when I was a kid was, and I had to put a sports movie in here, The Little Giants. Solid. I love that movie. Like I used to rock that movie all the time, um, and I just think that it was a really good football movie. And then The Goonies. I feel like The Goonies was a really big adventure film that was a kind of a classic that I really loved in my era of growing up. And, you know, just a solid cast. It's funny to see where a lot of them have ended up now. Josh Brolin, Sean Astin, Corey Feldman. Um, it's, it's kind of a, a crazy transformation. But uh, Goonies definitely there for me and the movie the movie that is deemed bad that i have to put on here so everyone can know my best worst movie the razzie award winner wild wild west Ooh, solid i love that movie (laughs) that movie's movie's the best (laughs) i love that fucking movie man low-key low-key me and you have a a manga that's or like a comic whatever you want to call it the that's freaking based off of that (laughs) yeah man like those the characters were good. The story was good. I don't know what people didn't like about it. Just like uh, maybe, maybe uh, what's that guy's name? And I didn't even realize it was him. Such a good actor, but he wasn't that great in that one. Uh, what, Kenneth Branagh? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I did not realize that was Kenneth Branagh until years later. Oh, years. my gosh. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> years. It looks so weird. It's like, what is he doing? What is this Dr. Loveless? <laughs> you know, maybe you could say Salma Hayek's performance was kind of eh. <laughs> but see Kevin Klein and Will Smith. So they were, yeah, they were fire, and and the train operator. Yeah, <laughs> solid. I'm glad you said that because I did not, but I love that fucking movie. Oh man. Okay, so that that's your four. Yeah. All right. So uh, I got a uh, Friday in there for like just a movie solid. I beat the brakes off of. Took lingo from. Uh, made my love of Chris Tucker. Uh, just a great, great like movie. Probably my favorite hood movie. That it, Friday just it's rang a chord with me. 
Uh, now getting into my love of dad movies, these are the movies that was like, yo, bro, like, I know you love all that superhero shit, I know you love all that anime shit, but, like, there's some shit out there that's, like, really, that's really, like, breaking waves. My love of Denzel started at training day. I remember my dad was watching it on the TV, and he was like, bro, you gotta get out of here, and I was like, nah, man, I'm not leaving, like, this shit is crazy, like, what is Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg doing in this movie, and what is Denzel doing, and then when you see the, King Kong ain't got shit on me, I'ma send all you niggas to Pelican Bay, I'ma put cases on all your fucking heads, I was just like, oh, shit, let's go, Denzel, like, oh, I felt so bad for that white guy, I felt so bad for him, man had to smoke PCP on his first day of the job, like, oh, God, <laughs> fucking love that movie, man, Training Day's amazing, then, this was a movie that my mom got me into, because she's a big fan of this, but The Godfather Part 1, when I watched that movie through and through, I was just like, damn, Michael Corleone, that's a bad dude. And that started my love for Al Pacino, which got me onto the rabbit hole to end up finding one of my favorite directors, Martin Scorsese. Without The Godfather, I don't think I, I follow Al Pacino's career as closely as I did, which gets me to Martin Scorsese, which gets me to a lot of my favorite movies. And then... Speaking of Martin Scorsese, I had to throw this in there because this is a Leo movie as well. And this is a movie that like really got me like this got me my love of Leo, got me my love of Martin. And it was just like, all right, I'm a big fan. And it's The Departed like that. Those three movies are the movies that made me to like a dad movie fan. And when you see in just uh, Leo go through his 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 whole shebang and then seeing uh as Billy Costigan and seeing Colin Sullivan with Matt Damon and, and, and Frank Costello and all that shit and seeing old Mark Wahlberg being in there. I loved it. Alec Baldwin, Martin Sheen. This just had some of my favorite cast. Even your girl Vera Flamingas in this, bro. Like, I love The Departed. That's a dad movie along with Godfather and Training Day that really set my taste growing up. Like, that, those are the movies. And just an honorable mention, I got Pulp Fiction for Quentin Tarantino my love for him, and then I have a cure for just changing my perspective on anime and what anime movies could do, because I saw that one, like, when I was, like, 17 or 18, and, like, seeing that bike slide scene in Akira has been taken so many times. Batman did it. Star Wars did it. Most popular culture media, if they have a motorcycle, a speeder, some sort of two-wheeled or floaty hovery object and they do like a spin out and you see the bike spin out and you see the foreground in the back and then the bike's facing you with the person turning his head looking at you that comes from akira man that that that's jack from akira everybody has done it and what akira did with cyberpunk setting up everything taking inspirations from blade runner of course but just really elevating the the genre and just showing you what anime could be I love Akira, and that that started me on the chain of watching Miyazaki movies. So those are just two honorable mentions. All right. Well, yeah, I thought that was a fun little thing to do. Talk about some movies that really mean stuff, something to us. If you haven't seen any of those movies, you should check them out. The only ones that I think out of my list that people may not have seen before, it's like Little Giants. Like I don't really think of that. Too many people grew up with that one, and uh, and Wild Wild West. If you haven't seen that movie, then you're a crazy person. I think the only one I have is like Harlem Nights. Everything else is pretty like standard. Yeah, Harlem Nights. I I saw one night on Comedy Central or something. Fire. Like, I don't remember, but I, like that's why I'm saying like I don't remember that movie that much. But so I need to check that out again. That's the only one I have that I don't think people seen. Like other than that, like 
If you haven't seen Training Day, Godfather of the Departed, you're clowning. Yeah, exactly. Like, you were wilding. But yeah, no, I asked my girlfriend, I was like, yo, okay, as I was making this list, I was like, what movies do you think made me? And she guessed, like, four of these, and I was proud. She guessed Dark Knight, Friday, Lion King, and Training Day. I was like, all right, at least you know me well enough for that. I feel like some people that know you would definitely know the ones that you quote. That's why, like, I put some of the ones that, a lot of the ones that I quote in there, because, like, I feel like that's what people would guess. Yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah. Solid little exercise. I like this discussion. We'll probably have something cool like this next week. I'm, we got to do a top 10 list soon. Oh, and uh, let me... Are we done? Is the show over? Yeah. I got I to announce wh- where people can find us. Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, all right, cool. Well, the show's over. We'll do our social medias in a bit. But uh, let me pull up the, uh, the flyer real quick because uh, we're going on the road. Yes, we have our first show date. Uh, Bros Who Binge is doing a live pod at... Louisiana Comic Con, as well as Anime Talk, both show, both podcasts are doing a live pod. I believe Anime Talks. I mean, I believe this show's Bros Who Binge one is on March fourteenth, and Anime Talks on the fifteenth. So come, but uh, we'll give you more clarifications as we get close. But March fourteenth and fifteenth, get your tickets today. Louisiana Comic Con uh, at the Cajun Dome Convention Center. You can get them at LouisianaComicCon.com. You can get them at Ticketmaster, or you can get them in person. Not only will you be able to see us, but Sean Schimmel, the voice of Goku, will be there. The voice of Batman, Kevin Conroy, will be there. The voice of Superman, George Newbern, will be there. The voice of Poison Ivy, Diana Pershing, will be there. Uh, the vo- Kevin Sorbo will be there. Uh, Jason David Frank, who's the Power Ranger, will be there. Brett Cullen. Uh, uh, Thomas Wayne from The Joker. He's going to be there. So, that, like, shit's, shit's lit, man. This is going to be a fun convention. I'm super, super excited. You guys, be sure to come check out our panel. I believe me and Schubert are doing... Uh, top comic 10 book com- movies. Yeah, top ten comic book movies. We had we made a new list, and uh, yeah, since it's Comic Con, we're going nerd out with the uh, fans of over there and talk the best comic book movies. But come check us out March fourteenth, March fifteenth. Get your tickets today at LouisianaComicCon.com or on Ticketmaster. Come check us out. All right, yeah, definitely check us out for all that. Uh, so what else is going on, London? Oh yeah, be sure to check out Anime Talk on Tuesday. Like I said, we're reviewing the My Hero movie. We're talking a lot of other stuff that's going on in the world. Uh, be sure to check out the Bros You Think podcast on Thursday. Um, Charles and Primetime will be dropping sometime this week. Other than that, you can find all the inf- information, everything at brosyouthink.com or follow us at uh, BWT uh, at Bros You Think on Twitter. And also for the giveaway, we will announce. The winners of the new of this month's giveaway on Thursday. Luis actually got in contact with you, and the winners from last month's giveaway should all have their prizes by now. But if not, we will get those to you this week. But we're gonna announce the one for February uh, on Thursday, so just be on the lookout for that. But other than that, that's about it, Shuby man. That that's pretty much it. Fil- the test filming a new show, low key, like some like short form content, but I can't say any more on that. But you know, shit's lit. We're always doing things here. Yeah, you know, working, brother. Working. But anyway, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Asia fourteen. Uh did you do yours? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh uh, man, Lynn BWT on Twitter. All right, man. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode. We'll talk about some more hunters next week. Don't know which movies we're gonna talk about yet or or uh, when that's gonna come, but we'll definitely talk about it on the Bros Who Think show on Thursday. So Definitely uh, listen to that to hear more about what's coming up on this show and go back to the previous shows. We still have that interview with Sammy from The Circle that you can go check out. That's definitely a fun one. Interview, or not interview, but uh, reviews of 
Uh, what what have we reviewed? We've reviewed a few things. We um, reviewed a bunch of shit from Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys, yeah. Uh, um, what else came out? Uh, the Gentleman. The Gentleman, uh, yeah, that's a really good one. I'm trying to think. What else? We and, a lot of shit. And we talked about Lock and Key, stuff like that. So go back and listen to the past episodes of, so you can figure out our thoughts on some of the things that are out there right now. Um, but anyway, I hope everyone out there has a great week and goes out to see some movies or catch them on TV. And as always, keep binging. See ya.